0: Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneur Her Show. I am Heidi Richards-Mooney. I'm founder of Women in E-Commerce, publisher of We Magazine for Women, and host of today's show. Today's interview is with Hannah Abaza. Let me tell you about her. Hannah is the Director of Marketing for Shopify Plus, the division of Shopify focused on the world's largest and fastest growing brands, including Allbirds, Fashion Nova, Rebecca Minkoff, Kylie Cosmetics, and thousands more. Prior to joining Shopify, Hannah led marketing growth in a variety of industries with a proven track record for scaling teams, revenue, and customers. And you're going to learn a lot more about what she does and why she does it. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled that you're with us and thank you for taking the time to schedule this because I know as busy as you must be these days because everybody's shopping online, right? (laughs) I, I, I read an interesting statistic that in the last two months we've done growth that more than the last 10 years of shopping online. So that's uh, fascinating to me. So let and of course Shopify is an important element of that. So tell us about Shopify. Tell us uh, what it does. What attracted you to the position you hold there,
1: etc. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, happy to stop me if I if I end up waxing poetic. For, for too long um, so I mean some of your listeners may or may not be familiar with Shopify um, I think when a lot of people hear about Shopify uh, you know they think it's a sort of an e-commerce platform which is a huge portion of what we do so we enable businesses uh, really really small ones and first-time entrepreneurs all the way to big businesses like some of the ones you mentioned that we work with on plus uh, to actually start to create online stores to manage e-commerce online online, to sell online, like so many people are doing, uh, doing these days, especially, uh, especially during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, over the years, um, we've really started to grow sort of how we do that and how we think about commerce. Um, so you know, selling online is one piece of it, but how do you actually sell online and integrate that with social media and leverage other channels to to sell the products from your business? Um, how do you actually start to think about selling offline as well? So um, you know, that's an area that we've really invested in in terms of physical retail and POS. So um, we are in the business of really making commerce better for everyone, whether it's online or offline. Uh, and you know, that was really one of the things that attracted me to Shopify because fundamentally the way you do that is by enabling small business and by enabling more entrepreneurs. And one of the things we really talk about is you know, flattening the curve for entrepreneurship and really making it easy for anyone to start a business, start an online store. Um, and, and that's really at the heart of what, what Shopify does. And uh, you know, this, this was something that was true you know, a year ago, four years ago when I joined, um, but it is especially true and especially important right now
0: wow and it and i totally agree with you and i and i just learned something cuz i didn't i didn't think i didn't know it was more than just an e-commerce platform so uh, i hope we get a little into that a little bit more but tell us a little bit about your responsibility as the director of marketing what do you do
1: Absolutely. So, um, so I'll step back a little bit and I'll, I'll talk about sort of Shopify Plus and what that is, uh, and um, and then and then you know happy to share sort of my day to day job <laughs> and what director of marketing actually means. Um, so, uh, you know, going back a little bit in, in time when Shopify initially started, uh, and at this point I think it's that's about 15 years ago or so now. Mm-hmm. Um, Shopify was really focused on small businesses and those, you know, first-time entrepreneurs and helping them get online. Uh, and you know, for those of you that may have followed Shopify, you know that Shopify grew really big, really fast by focusing on that customer group. Now, a really interesting thing happened as Shopify started to grow really big, really fast. Those customers that were using Shopify. Some of them also started to grow really big, really fast, and they weren't small businesses anymore. They were now really significant businesses doing tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars online using Shopify. One of two things would happen when, you know, what started off as those small businesses started to become those bigger businesses, they would either sort of churn from Shopify and they would go to like an enterprise e commerce platform. And I think, you know, many of us are familiar with sort of enterprise software and and all that that entails. Or, and this was the really interesting piece, some of them would just figure out a way to make it work on Shopify. And that actually was really the beginning kernels of what what Shopify Plus ultimately is. Um, What we were trying to do is we were trying to figure out okay, how do we actually create the product, the service, the offer that these merchants need to help keep them on Shopify longer? What is it that we can do to help enable them scale their business to that next level? Uh, And and that's where Shopify Plus was really born. And and Shopify Plus is, I think about five years old right now. (laughs) Um, And I think, Uh, The really interesting thing with Shopify Plus is it was a little bit of a a rinse and repeat of Shopify. Um, As soon as we started to see okay hey there's something we can do to help these merchants that have grown and scaled, um, Shopify Plus started focusing on that customer group and also started growing growing really big really fast. And the most interesting part Heidi is Not only did we start to see these merchants that were already on Shopify upgrade to Shopify Plus because they were growing and they needed more from us, they needed more product, more services, um, more support. Uh, We also started seeing these customers that had gone over to these enterprise solutions actually come back to Shopify because now Shopify had a solution that was good for mid-market. It was, it was starting to really um, build it out so it really fit that customer group and that opened up our eyes to, hey, there's a bit of a white space over here. Um, you have all of these very enterprise software solutions that, quite frankly, are very legacy, very clunky very costly um, and don't always deliver the value um, that they should be given the cost Um, and that just made us look at Shopify Plus in a totally different way. We realized that this is ultimately um, a a bigger opportunity to help merchants than we thought. So uh, since then Shopify Plus has been growing, has been working with more and more bigger brands, more and more bigger merchants, Um, And and what we really realized is this thread of entrepreneurship that's so baked into Shopify's DNA actually really exists at market as well. Um, And and that's been the most interesting part is discovering that, oh, actually, this is just a different kind of entrepreneurship, Um, all the way from, you know, the all words of the world um, that are sort of founded and and scaled into these really big numbers really quickly. But um, what we have realized over the years is there are entrepreneurs sitting in like Big global companies, um, and it's incredible to talk to them because they are actually almost fighting their own battle within their company to actually bring it into um, sort of the future and into online and into e-commerce and and really keeping up with what consumers are are demanding. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause there because I feel like I've been rambling for a while. Ultimately, no, that's fine. what we do.
0: So tell us some of the things that Shopify. Offers and sure. well, how does it differ from other similar platforms?
1: Yeah, I mean that's a great question, um, and, and I think it, it's a bit challenging to answer. So I'll try and break it down a little bit. Um, the The really unique thing with Shopify and one of the things that um, that really attracted me to it is we really are looking at this full spectrum of merchants and customers and entrepreneurs. And as you can imagine, um, you know the the platform and the tooling and the products that we build for a first-time entrepreneur are gonna be different than what we're building and creating for you know, these bigger, more enterprise brands, right? Um, and I think at the end of the day, what we try and make sure that we're doing is really offering a platform that helps them enable the core of their business, right? So when we look across Shopify uh, and some of the things that we do, I mean, e-commerce obviously is, is a big part of it, Um, I think if you're looking at Shopify's platform in comparison to some of those sort of enterprise software solutions that I mentioned, um, there are some real advantages to using Shopify, including speed of execution, flexibility, um, and really enabling teams to work very rapidly on Shopify um, to be able to execute on what it is that they need to execute, to be able to integrate with all of their other systems when they become sort of these bigger companies. Um, and, And I think like that is gonna be key for brands moving forward, especially ones that, uh, find themselves in a position where they have to accelerate their plans for you know quote digital transformation <laughs> right um, it was fascinating to watch uh, post covid and and really you know have conversations with those bigger brands because the ones that were digitally native and that had already figured out the online piece you um, they were at a huge advantage. Um, Whereas a lot of these legacy retailers that hadn't yet done that um, were not only at a complete disadvantage because now they're rethinking their entire business model. Um, So anywhere from, you know, legacy retailers that have predominantly physical locations and don't really have an online presence. There's a lot of those, uh, even CPGs who rely mostly on uh, distribution channels and, and wholesale type models. Um, they were fundamentally thinking rethinking their entire business model, and they had just like their sales had plummeted literally because people physically could not go into the stores. Compare that with these d2 c brands um, that we have on Shopify, and what they were focused on. After the pandemic and after the lockdown was adjusting their marketing, adjusting their messaging, contributing to the community. How do we make masks? How do we diversify our products so we can actually supply frontline workers? Um, so they were in a very different position. They were number one, not worried about their business model. Number two, they were also in a position to actually uh, help and give back and and figure out what what they could do. So on that end of the of the market, I think like, Um, That is a very clear sort of delineation. I think um, as you start to talk about uh, smaller businesses and entrepreneurs, I mean, Shopify is so easy to get up and running for entrepreneurs. And and that is deliberate. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to go start your Shopify store tomorrow um, and start selling and and start getting your products up there. And I think, you know, beyond the e-commerce piece and beyond enabling entrepreneurship, Um, we, we also provide capital and financing. Um, so Shopify capital has, and um, I should send you the numbers because I'm, I'm blanking on them right now, but, um, we fund entrepreneurs. Um, we fund these merchants and these stores, uh, because we believe in entrepreneurship and we believe that they should have access to capital. Um, we, you know, as mentioned, we also, um, we also do POS and physical retail and that conversation's a really interesting one right now because um, even before the pandemic, there was this rhetoric of like, oh, retail is dying. Um, and then on the flip side, a lot of people were saying long live retail. The reality is retail has been changing for a really long time. Yes, The pandemic accelerated that change and there will always be some kind of physical retail, but it's gonna look very different. Um, so we're thinking about, you know, what is the tooling and the technology that that we need to build to create that? We have a great POS system. What else do we need to do? Um, AR, VR is another big part of it. Um, and how do we actually start to upgrade the technology and in, in sort of the world that we're in? So. Um, you know, there is no shortage of things we're working on. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, Shopify Fulfillment Network is a whole other one. <laughs> this speaks to shipping and logistics. Uh, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, our goal is to enable entrepreneurship.
0: Okay. So if you had to describe Shopify to someone who never heard of it before and was mm. considering had never, and didn't even have a, an online presence but wanted to start a store, what would you say to them?
1: Honestly, I would say head over to shopify not to make this an ad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and, and and you'll find everything you need there. I think gone are the days where you have to hire developers and designers to make a website and you know set something up online i think you know shopify allows you to do that really easily um and you can do it yourself you don't need to be technical to do it Um, we give you templates we give you themes we give you everything that you need in order to do it and the great part with shopify is we're not going to take over your brand. This is about you. Um, we let you create your identity, your website. So if we were to compare this with like a marketplace, for example, um, you know, like an Etsy or an Amazon or you know some of these other marketplaces that are super helpful and 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 I think powerful and it can be a great sales channel. Um, this isn't the same thing. This is about you, the entrepreneur. This is about you, the brand. We'll power everything for you on the back end. We'll give you the tools to make it happen. Um, but ultimately this is about about the merchant.
0: And a lot of those other platforms are, are integrate nicely in terms exactly. of some people, I have clients who use all three because mm-hmm. they, they sell handmade goods, they have yeah. a cool website and they also want to sell their higher end things on Amazon and some of the other platforms. So I think that, Um, the fact that you can integrate a lot of the things that you do with all of these other things makes it very attractive to a business owner. Uh, So what's it, what is the most interesting or inspiring thing that has happened to you since you've been with Shopify plus? Oh, that that (laughs) is quite the question. (laughs) You want to think about it and come back to it?
1: (laughs) Um, I know it's not the spot. I mean, so here's, here, I, I do have an answer. I, I think, I'm not sure, I'd have to really think on whether it is the most inspiring. Um, I think it's the most recent and it's quite inspiring, but there may be a bit of a recency effect here. Um, I think the way, um, so I think two things. So I think the way Shopify as a company and our leadership and our executive team and and all of the teams uh, reacted and and pivoted um, in the face of COVID, to me, just made me so incredibly happy and excited and grateful to be working at that type of a company. Um, I mean, I think we realized really early on and our leadership realized really early on that uh, we are at a point where Shopify is so important to people's livelihoods, right? Um, uh, whether or not uh, you are a small, you know, uh, farmer and, and, and we've literally had these specific examples. We had a small farm uh, that was in I think, rural Ontario. I'd have to check and see where I, I used um, a snippet of their recording in a presentation I gave to WPO actually um, and Uh, they called in and they had set up a Shopify store and they had never had an online presence but that was literally the only way they could keep their business running post COVID Um, all the way to these sort of other brands that are providing essential goods and and really trying to get people online so um, we I mean we deleted all our plans <laughs> because, <laughs> right literally and I'm, I'm millions I'm, of others <laughs> absolutely and I, i'm quoting our ceo when when i say he said delete all plans the world needs us to do this other thing right now and to focus on these areas so like let's figure out what we need to do so that was i think a pretty pretty inspiring moment i think you know I'm also inspired every day by like our merchants, our customers, our teams. Um, It is a very unique and uh, I think special place to be.
0: So what do you like most about your role with Shopify?
1: Sounds like you've already said it, but go ahead and say it again. Uh, uh, What do I like most about my role at Shopify? Um, Well, it is always, a challenge <laughs> um, it's always interesting it's never boring I don't think I've ever been bored um, for like a day in my life uh, at Shopify uh, and I think the you know one of the things I like most is I, I'm also just surrounded by people that are also um, really in it for the mission um, and really in it to uh, to achieve as much as we can and, and help as many merchants as we can. Uh, and, and that's not always the case with every company, right?
0: Well, I'm going to put you on the spot now. So if you could wave a magic wand, what would be the one thing you'd like to change or improve or just mm-hmm. make different today or tomorrow? Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, yeah. So so, I mean, so many, th- so many things come to mind um, and, and, and here's, here's why. I think Shopify has grown so quickly, um, so incredibly quickly since the time I've been here, um, which is four years, but since its inception, it's grown incredibly quickly. Um, and when I say has grown quickly, I mean in terms of customers, I mean in terms of revenue and also in terms of employees at Shopify. Um, so I started at Shopify approximately four years ago. Um, I think we, uh, we have maybe, I, it might be around 6,000 or so employees. It might be more than that at this point. Wow. 85% of them started after me. Actually, I think almost 90% of them started. Wow. So like when you grow a company that quickly, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's like, Bring on all these people. Um, it puts a lot of like operational stress, right? It's really hard to keep up in terms of like process and systems and operations. So I think that's something that we're constantly chasing is like continuing to build out those foundations to help enable all of these great teams. Um, but but that's really really tricky. So um, really trying to figure out how do we how do we how do we keep up operationally with this like scale of growth, um, which is challenging for for I think everybody. Oh,
0: absolutely. So if you had to give one piece of advice about marketing, what
1: would that be? Mm, um, yeah, I think what I would actually say is marketing doesn't matter without uh, really, really great positioning and really great... Um, and. and Uh, really well understood, you know, product market fit, for lack of a better term. Uh, And and I think that's the piece that actually people gloss over. So then when you get to the marketing part, it feels like you're pushing a boulder uphill, because no matter how great your marketing is, if you don't have those foundations, you're always going to feel like, marketing is a battle and and you're pushing it uphill and what that ultimately comes down to is really intimately knowing your customer knowing your audience knowing what problems you're solving for them and knowing how to articulate that and position that um within the context surrounding your business or your product right and and uh, I think, you know, what what I mean by that is, like, if you're selling, you know, uh, muffins or, like, whatever the thing is, like, really understanding, you know, who, who you're selling to, why they love it, um, and also understanding, again, the context, like, what other options do they have? Like, why will they choose you? All of these really foundational questions um, that I, you know, more and more over over my career as I get, as I lead teams and build teams. um, these are marketing 101 questions. These are even pre-marketing. Um, but the further I get into my career, the more I'm finding all I do in meetings now, whether you know here or elsewhere or consulting with companies or you know any conversation I'm in, all I'm doing is asking these marketing 101 questions. And most of the time, most of the people actually gloss over them uh and don't spend the time articulating that so i mean that would be my marketing advice which is don't even think about marketing until you've nailed down those, uh you know basics
0: and i and i absolutely agree with you because i think so many people not only gloss over they don't really understand the maybe not just the importance of it but even drilling down enough to know exactly who your target audience is my goodness I, i work with a lot of people who like Everybody is their audience. No, it's not. You may yeah. be appeal to a lot of people, but you have a a specific person or a specific what they call an avatar who yeah. is gonna say, Oh, that's just that's the only company for me. Just yeah. as Shopify appeals to so many people for their for the specific things you you early on, especially yeah worked with small businesses and so you grew fast because you were, you were attract. small business were attracted to the ease of use to the um the fact that they could get up and running in, in no time and that they didn't have to learn all this technical jargon which is really frustrating now there are people who don't want to ever do it but the ones who want to do it and want to learn yeah. i think it's just it's a fascinating platform that has helped so many so um i'm going to switch a little bit uh What's the number one software tool or a app, um, uh, app or whatever that you love and
1: why? Mm. Um. I'm literally just now looking at like my desktop and my phone because I feel like there's probably a lot. Of- oh, I'm sure I have a ton of them. It's a hard question to answer because it's oh, like I yeah. just one. Yeah. 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 No, it's too many of them. Um. Let's see here. Uh, so There's I think one like, you can't live without, you probably have a ton of them you can't live
0: without, but any one that you think that the audience would resonate with would be good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> um, let's see, I would say, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to just throw out a couple there. Um I have been uh sort of deep diving on um these masterclass sessions. I don't know if you've seen masterclass.com. So I did oh, get the app installed love, yes. in my yeah, yeah. And I sort of got the app. That down, yeah. It, it's it's amazing because it actually, you know, as much as you can like sign up for them and and I think there's like some fee for like a yearly membership. Um, They're great little courses, um, but I found I was like not, it wasn't always front and center, but as soon as I put the app like right on my phone and right in front and center, it was okay, cool. I, you know, I have half an hour to kill. I'm going to do this. So that's actually been, been really cool. Audible is another one where like can't, can't live without it. Um, Oh, and actually probably the one I use more than anything is Overcast, um, I'm a bit of a podcast junkie and uh I would say Overcast is like my go-to app for podcasts. Um so check that have, out if you're also a podcast junkie.
0: In addition to the new favorite, the entrepreneur show, what's some of your favorite
1: shows? Uh okay. I go through I go through spurts. I tend to binge podcasts. <laughs> um, so one of my one of my always favorites is the Knowledge Project um, with Shane Parrish. Uh, it's interview style, which tends to be the thing that I, I like most. But um, I have always been a big fan of Shane and his blog and his podcast. Um, I think another one that um, I really like is Reply All, super pop- popular, but uh, worth a mention um I've also been getting it really into podcasts of a lot of comedians <laughs> um <laughs> lately uh so Whitney Cummings has a podcast called Good For You I actually am really enjoying it and have been listening to a bunch of episodes um I mean Joe Rogan is also one that like I never got into at first but like lately I've been getting into armchair expert with dax shepherd i'm gonna stop now but like i can't can't write that fast but you know this is
0: this is good because it shows the diversity of you as a human being that you don't just you know i tended to listen to marketing podcasts for the longest time Mm. and then realized i knew all this stuff already it was just kind of refreshing my mind but it was nice it, it's nice to break up the day and and it also yeah. I think it helps you with your creativity when you're not listening to all the same things over and over yeah
1: actually so. it's interesting that you say that because one of the questions I get a lot is like oh what what marketing books do you recommend or what marketing podcasts do you recommend and I kind of have two answers to that um the the one that I will say depending on the scenario I will probably tell people to, to watch which um, I think, uh relates to our conversation earlier about like understanding who your customer is is a thousand true fans. I think that is still holds up as like a good mental model for like knowing who your customer is, particularly if you're starting a business, if you're working for yourself, is um that that mindset of a thousand true fans is great. But generally my reply to what marketing book should you read is like none of them. Um and here's here's why. Here's why. Um, I, I think if you're reading something for utility like how do I set up like Facebook ads or you know whatever the thing is like short sure, yes read that arguably that's not going to be a book that's going to be like a blog post <laughs> um, uh, so so if it's like utility and it's like how do I do a thing go for it find the thing that you need and just like read that I think ultimately though um, most marketing books are to your point can be really repetitive um, they're going to talk about the same thing in a slightly different format in a slightly different framework. I think, um, read business books, read leadership books. Uh, One of my favorite leadership books is Multipliers. Um, Or, and and this is like a hugely um, undervalued skill, in my opinion, read like the old copywriting books from like the 60s and 70s. Those are gold, not just for copywriting, but for like marketing in general. Um, there's, there's a great book, uh, called Ogilvy unpublished, uh, which is a compilation of random things that David Ogilvy wrote. Um, and sometimes they're like internal memos, sometimes they're ads, sometimes they're manuals. And it's like, such an interesting read and it also like a lot of the lessons that like you pick up through this book i'm like yes this is applicable to like b2b sales right um so that that's my like rant on marketing books
0: well i love that because you know you think about some of the older books they're so evergreen because some things never change human nature doesn't really change so it's it's good to um to look back as well as looking forward, I think, is so, so important. So let's talk about where you see yourself in five years. <laughs> Writing a book, starting a uh, podcast.
1: <laughs> you know, go ahead. Yeah, I'm well, kidding. I'm going to write a marketing book and then tell people not to <laughs> read it. That's going to be I what I do. Is I, I love it. will write a book and tell people not to read it. Um, where do I see myself in five years? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I've never been one for um sort of uh long-term planning like that (laughs) um uh i think you know interestingly i I would not be surprised if i still shopify doing something completely different um i think uh time will tell but you know for me my My sort of guiding posts are, you know, what do I want to optimize for? I want to optimize for learning. Um, And I want to make an impact in a really sort of uh, meaningful and and explicit way sort of on on the world. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm at Shopify. Uh, I learn something every single day and I genuinely believe we're making such an incredible impact. Um, So, you know, those are my guiding posts. So wherever that lands me in five years.
0: (laughs) Excellent. So what's the number one thing you would like our listeners to take away from today's show?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, especially now, regardless of, uh, sort of what you're doing, what your work is, where you're working on, where you're focusing your time and attention, I think, um, there is a lot of value and, and power in having sort of that sense of, uh, independence that comes from being an entrepreneur. Um, and that may not mean starting, you know, starting a business tomorrow. Um, that could mean something different for you. Um, but it is something that's really, uh, uh, important, I think for the soul, for every individual to have like their corner of the world. Um, so, so I would say find, find that thing that's yours and maybe that is becoming an entrepreneur and, and working on something that you love, uh, and maybe it's something else. Excellent.
0: Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being with us today. Tell us how our listeners can get in touch or connect with you.
1: Sure. Uh, I'm not that hard to find online. <laughs> I think you can Google me and a bunch of places come up. Uh, the socials are great. Twitter, Hannah Baza. My name Straight Through. Um, you can find me on essentially any of the socials. Uh, I feel like if you look hard enough, if you Google my name, you can probably find an email address. So for those of you that are eager beavers, um, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it.
0: Well, I want to thank you, Hannah, for being with us today. And I would like to thank our listeners for listening to The Entrepreneur Show with Hannah Abaza, the Director of Marketing with Shopify Plus. To learn more about upcoming events and to listen to past interviews of amazing women, visit theentrepreneurshow.com. And of course, to learn more about women in e-commerce, visit wecai.org. Thank you for being with us today.